Psycho Steve presents. and girls and everything in between this is your podcasting pal psycho steve here on hair today gone tomorrow today we are very fortunate and blessed to have one of my favorite musicians of all time i've been following her career i'm not going to show how many years because then it will show how old we both are but i could just say i'm a little bit of a fanboy right now i'm sitting on my hand so i can stop clapping uh this woman should be in the rock and roll hall of shame uh and i just wanted to say welcome the lovely and talented and beautiful miss lita ford <laughs> Congratulations to that. I'm going to be with, with great company, too, like Judas Priest and the Scorpions and Ronnie James Dio and Doro Pesh. It's like, yeah, man, that, I can do this. That, that's awesome. That's better than the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame, I think, uh, at least. It's a Hall of Fame, anyway. True story. It's heavy metal, you know, it's the right one. So. Absolutely. So we're going to get right to it. I have a question. And so how old were you when you started to play guitar? I was 11 when I started to play guitar. I just, uh, I just had to have one. Right. You know, I just went, Mom, Dad, it's yeah. going to be my birthday. I want a guitar. <laughs> they, right. they didn't have a clue what to get me. They just didn't even know anything about guitars. So they came home with this little plastic, <laughs> plastic strings wow. thing that they picked up from Sears. Okay. You still own it? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately I don't. Okay. So so I'm assuming guitar, you learned guitar before you learned to sing. Or did I you? did, yeah, I did. I, I played guitar really well before I even thought of singing a note. Gotcha. So, is anyone in your family musicians? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. My mom would sing, and my dad used to say, hey, shut up. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. No, there, uh, there's no musicians in my family. It's just something that I had to do. Right. Guitar playing is just in my blood. Right. You know? Always lead singing now, but back then it wasn't. I had to learn how to do it, and it took me a long time. Sweet. Okay, so when you're not recording, when you're not touring, do you still play every day? Heck no. You know, when you get a day off work, do you want to play or do you want to go to work? I know. Do the same thing you do at work, you know? I hear you, but sometimes, you know, if something like comes to you, you have to like write it down or something, and you don't want to forget it. Well, know. that's different. That's songwriting. Right. And that's a lot of fun, but you got to be in the right headspace for that. Right. Okay. With all the traveling we do in my band, right. I think my biggest pet peeve is probably the airlines. Really? I can't do them every day. Gotcha. Music or play guitar every day or write a song or try to come up with a riff or something like that. That's just fun. But the airlines just drive me nuts. Gotcha. So uh, you, you got to tweet it. You got to tell people. You got to tell, you know, hey, Delta, you know, 
take it in the brown, you know, bend over and shave. I should be flying first class every day, you know. American flies too. God, they're just unbelievably just full of rules. Right, I hear you. So, if you had an opportunity to record with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be with and why? Um, let's see. Who would it be dead or alive? Yes. Well, Jim Hendricks, of course. Gotcha. Um, I would love to have jammed with Jimi Hendrix, gotten high with Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> and had sex with Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Yeah. Lucky MFR. Okay. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's rock and roll. Damn straight. Unfortunately, when he passed away, I was only 11 years old, and I just picked up my first guitar. Gotcha. Did you have? Did you were able to see him in concert? No. Okay. Never saw him, never met him. Gotcha. I did try on his jacket, though. Really? I went to Hard Rock Hotel, and uh, they had some Jimi Hendrix stuff, and they pulled out this jacket, and they said it was Jimi Hendrix's. Wow. It looked like his. I mean, it looked really... And their, their stuff at the Hard Rock is authentic. Most of it's authentic stuff. They right. really did it from the celebrities. So I took it, and I tried it on, and it was just at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. I got to interview Hal Sparks. Oh, so, yeah. uh, he's a really good comic slash actor slash musician. He has a band called Zero One. So. I'm not familiar with him. Oh, you definitely have to check him out. He loves you. I can tell you that. So we talked about you. Sure will. I'll check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, he was in the movie. Did you ever see the movie uh, Dude, Where's My Car? That, that, Dude looks like a lady. No. Oh. Okay. So it's a Ashton Kutcher movie. It's a really, you know, it's a late 90s. I think it's early 90s or late 90s flick and everything like that. It's like a cult kind of movie. It's a, you know, stoner kind of movie, but it's pretty funny. So. In the, in the 90s, yeah. I moved to a Caribbean island. I remember. So. I lived in North, on North Caicos and we had no movies. No television. Wow. Oh, we watch movies, but they were all on the shelf, you know? You gotcha. could pick out whatever you wanted to watch. Did they have a blockbuster there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a road. Wow. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned having sex with uh, Jimi Hendrix. I have to ask, is there such thing as a male groupie? Um, Besides me, of course. You know, <laughs> for you. I mean, you've got two different kinds of... I got two different kinds of fans, I think. Okay. Me around. One of them are one is just a real true fan. Right. It's just really respectful and they just show a lot of support and love and they love the music. Right. And um, then the other one would just be a freak or a weirdo. It's like, whoa, if he's a stalker or a weirdo or just understand why you hired Bobby Rock besides his incredible drumming he can you know he, oh yeah. yeah Bobby Rock is insane yes he can kick some ass too protect you he can be your bodyguard too you definitely don't want to piss him off that's for sure I can definitely tell that so 
All right. So now I, <laughs> I used to be in the car business. And I noticed that you wore a lot of Harley gear. So I need to know, first of all, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, I got a Dodge Ram. It's a black pickup. Nice. Black on black, black, you know? Right on. You have the Hemi in it? Yeah, it, it is. It's badass. It's, uh, you know, I rented this car the other day when I was on the West Coast. And it was this little tiny thing. And I just, I felt weird because I'm so used to these big trucks and vans. and Right. When I come home, I get in another truck, and it's like, well, where I live, where it's all dirt roads and horses and cactus and all that crap, so you kind of need a truck right. here, and uh, so when I was in uh, on the West Coast the other day, and I got in this little car, and I was so close to the ground, it freaked me out so bad, I couldn't handle it, I ended up taking the car back to the rental place and saying, okay, I'm done. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. So, in your pickup truck, what's in your CD player? Uh, my CD player? Um, oh, so I'm writing some songs. Okay. I'm in the middle of writing. As a matter of fact, I just came back from Florida writing with um, my lyricist, okay. Michael Dan. And we did a little demo. I mean, they're really bad demos, but it's just something to listen to and try and memorize the lyrics and the melody and that kind of stuff. Right. So those songs were in my CD player. Okay, cool. So speaking of singing, do you sing in the shower? I sing everywhere. Okay, right on. I sing dogs, I sing to my, my cup of tea in the morning. <laughs> I sing in the bathtub. I, I don't take that many showers anymore. I like my jacuzzi tub. Right on. Epsom salts in there. I get in there with some music blasting. Gotcha. And my tub will be laying by the tub. And we just hang and we sing. And she looks at me like, well, they look at me like, Mom, this is so entertaining. <laughs> what kind of dog or dogs? There's, I have two chihuahuas. Cool. I have a chihuahua pug mix. Uh, they're, they're so cute. They're just, they're either really evil dogs or they're really friendly and awesome. I don't think there's an in-between with chihuahuas. Nice. What's their names? Um, Rascal. Mm-hmm. One, and because uh, she is a little rascal. The stuff she does is unbelievable. And she's just, she's really living up to her name. Right. And, uh, and the other one is, she's a Miami dog. Okay. And uh, when we first got her, I came home with this little Mexican dog, and I thought I'd give her a little Mexican name. Uh-oh. So we put her after the Mexican pastries, so the chudos. Chudos, nice. Si habla español, no problem. Cool. Kind of cinnamon color. And then uh, in Miami, they used to call her Churico. Nice. But we just call her Choosy now. <laughs> right on. Okay. My dog's name is Dimebag Daryl. So, Dime was a very dear friend of mine, and my girlfriend and I um, adopted him from a shelter in Harlem. We were living in Harlem at the time, a couple of years ago, and she adopted a cat from the same shelter. And I actually reached out to Howard Stern because his wife does the animal activist stuff for like the North Shore Animal League in Long Island. And she's like, oh, if you want to go out to Long Island, I'll help you and everything. And then my girlfriend said, hey, you know what? Why don't we go to where I got Corbin, her cat? I said, okay. And they had all these pit bulls in the shelter. And shelter, you know, pit bulls get such a bad rep. And we were living in a, an apartment in New York City. It's really hard to have a big dog. So we see this little dog 
and his name is Taj. And I see him. I'm like, he doesn't look like a Taj, but he needs to stretch his legs and let him go to the bathroom, except I don't want him to go to the bathroom in the cage. Let's take him for a walk. So we took him for a walk, and then I sat on the floor, and then he jumped in my lap, and he started licking me. And I'm like, I think we found our dog. And she's like, you're right. And she's like, I have a really great name for him. And she's like, I'm like, what's that? And she's like, how about Dime after Dimebag Daryl? I'm like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, but in front of my children, I'm not going to scream out Dimebag. I have a nine and a half year old, I think I told you, and a six and a half year old. So, you know, if we're in the park running around with the dog, I don't want my kids running out saying Dimebag, you know, so. We just call him, we just call him Dime for short. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's a, a very cute little furry little monster. Uh, so all right, here's a question. This is going back some time and everything. When you used to, uh, my friend Carrie from Boston wrote me an email, and when he heard I was going to be interviewing you, he got all excited. He's like, "Can you ask her this?" So, when you were dating Nikki Six and living with him in the apartment, everybody said it was haunted. Can you elaborate more on it? Like Nikki said, there was things like floating. Or was it just what he was taking and he thought it was floating? The apartment wasn't haunted. It was just a mess. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, really a mess. But um, I think they condemned that apartment. They made Molly Crew move out and they condemned it. Wow. Uh, it wasn't haunted, but Nikki was really into the occult and he was into doing black magic and stuff like that. Yeah, because he wrote Snout at the Devil when you guys were dating, right? Johnny K from Central New Jersey uh, wanted to know when you collaborated and wrote the song "When You Close For uh, You Know Close Your Eyes Forever" with Ozzy. How did that come about? Did you start writing it and then you called him, or the record? How did the record label get in touch with him, or did they get in touch with you and say we're going to pair you up with Ozzy, or did he? They call him and say we're going to pair you up with Lita Ford. How did this whole thing come about? Uh, well, Sharon Osborne was my manager at the time. Okay. Um, when we did Close My Eyes Forever. And uh, I was in the recording studio with Mike Chapman okay. in North Hollywood. And Ozzy and Sharon came to the studio to see me. And um, Ozzy ended up staying, and Sharon left. Hmm. Well, hours later, you know, she got bored and she left. And she said, well, you can stay here. <laughs> and he stayed at the studio and we started writing Close My Eyes Forever. Right on. Of course, it took us night. I mean, the sun was coming up when he decided to leave. Wow. But we had a great song. Right. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great song, you know. You know. So, okay. Uh, besides Lizzie Hale, because I know you and her, like, you know, very close, um, is there any um, female artist today that really, you know, you listen to that sticks out in your mind? 
that are up and coming or that are out right now that you're like, wow, you definitely have to check them out, Steve? Um, I think Lizzie's probably my favorite. Gotcha. You know, she's not up and coming, but she's right. just badass. Right. Okay. Pretty hard to beat Lizzie. True. Aww. She learned from the best. Look who I'm talking to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here's another one. What's that? Yeah, very true. So, when you hear your music on the radio, do you turn it up or do you turn it off? I just leave it. I'm just like, oh, cool, you know, that's cool. Right on. All right. Yeah. All right. So, I don't turn it up. I just, you know, it's just nice. All right. So, how many guitars do you actually own? How many guitars? Yeah. Honestly, I never counted them. I had uh, in the early like some like rare obscure things that only that you would have or I have um, a few acoustics okay. I really like Taylor I think Taylor makes the best acoustics okay. that's just my opinion I'm sure a lot of people will agree are you endorsed so by them Taylor, beautiful Taylor acoustics and I have um, uh, let's see I still have the white 12 string ovation that I played in the Close My Eyes Forever video. Sweet. Like, Close My Eyes Forever? Yeah. Oh, Lisa. It's oh, Lisa. Lisa. Okay. And, um, and I've got a nice old Strat, and I've got a nice old Telecaster. Just basically stuff that I use in the studio. Right. But you really can't get those sounds off of anything else. Gotcha. You know, they're not true sound. And then my BC Riches are vintage, man. They've been around forever. Right. Now, when you were in the Runaways, you used... You used um, BC Rich as well, right? No, Runaways Keepers. Wow. Okay. Sorry, that's my dog barking. Those are badass guitars. And we're starting to duplicate them with Lita Ford Guitars Online.com. Lita Ford Guitars.com. Sorry, not. Not Lita Ford online. Gotcha. That's my website. Right. Lita Ford com. And the guy who builds them, his name is Jim Kara. Yeah, he was with you at the Kiss Expo this past week. That's right. Week. Yeah. And he's just awesome. I played one of his guitars at the Kiss Expo. Right. And I got off stage and went, whoa, did you hear that thing? <laughs> it sounds awesome. And he goes, yeah, I custom built that pickup. And I'm just like, whoa, this guitar is badass. And, of course, nobody could tell the difference between Bill and my old guitar. Gotcha. Real number zero to 48. Gotcha. Wow. When you're not playing and recording, what do you do on your downtime? Like, do you have hobbies? Like to garden? Do you like to cook? Oh, God, no. I hate gardening. Jesus Christ. I kill anything. <laughs> I'm so bad at gardening. But 
personal assistant to help you with those things. Uh-uh. No? If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Okay. I was just offering my services to you, that's all. <laughs> you, you like the subtlety? It's smooth as chunky peanut butter, right? I know. So, I love chunky peanut butter. That's like a lifesaver. True story. With marshmallow fluff? So we won't talk about food now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So a couple more questions. Well, talking about it doesn't make you sad. It's like you inhale all the, you know, jars and jars of peanut butter. But it's a good thing to eat before you go on stage. I like to have a half a peanut butter sandwich a good two or three hours before the show. I was I'm usually kind of hungry, but it sustains you, you know? It's right. It's Right. Um, that, was, that was then my next question. On your rider, do you have anything odd as far as in eating wise? Like, is there anything that you put on your rider that you must have? Like, you remember your uh, former friend or still friend Eddie Van Halen used to have brown M and M's. Do you have anything that I used to have? Not anymore, but I used to have chocolate and strawberry douche. Wow. On the rider, but see, the problem with that is they don't make chocolate and strawberry douche. It doesn't exist. So everyone used to go on a wild goose chase for me looking for chocolate and strawberry douche. <laughs> and then it would come back with, you know, oil and vinegar or water. Not oil and vinegar, that's for a salad. But, you know, vinegar and water. And I'm like, oh, every time it was so funny, so funny. And then we had the dogs on the road for a long time. My dogs were with me for nine years on the road and we had pepperoni sticks on the rider. Wow. And sometimes they would do the pepperoni sticks. Right. And then sometimes the, the road crew would eat the pepperoni sticks because they were pepperoni and right. weren't. It just got really confusing after a while. It was really funny. That is really funny. <laughs> wow. Alright. So now Here's a question and everything like that, and everybody wants to know everything, uh, and if we can edit this or not. Are you single? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. So I got permission to ask you, would you go on a date with me? I've never met you. Yes, you have. You met me at the Kiss Expo. At the Kiss Expo. That's right, uh, but I don't know you. <laughs> I, know I, I need to hang with you and yes, get to know you. Right? Absolutely. So, Okay. So, because... Otherwise, I'm extremely private, you know? Yes, I totally get that. I respect that. So, just love to ask. All right, all right. So, a couple more questions. And like I said, I know you're super busy because, you know. Uh, what is going on with... And you said you're writing a new album right now. This will be out when? Do we anticipate? We're hoping 
Okay. It's just so awesome. I'm so excited about it. Okay. Cool. It takes a long time to put together, and it's got a lot of substance. It's just a great album. Sweet. Right on. Speaking of the album, uh, I've met most of the people that are going to be on your album. Like you were with Bobby at the Kiss Expo, so I'm assuming he would be playing drums on it. Oh yeah, for sure. And your other guys will be playing on it. Is there going to be any special guests on the album? I don't know yet. Um, Marty O'Brien will be playing bass, and also Gary Hoey awesome. plays bass. Gary Hoey is a guitar player. Right. You know Gary. Yes, right? absolutely. Gary's awesome. Um, Patrick Kennison is my other guitar player, and he's a great singer, too, so I'd like to have him on some vocals and some guitar playing. Right um, as far as guests go, we do have a few people that we're hoping to get on the record, so we'll see. Awesome. Okay. Now, out of new bands, is there any new bands that you actually listen to? Uh, I like The Neighborhood. Okay. I listen to The Neighborhood when I'm around the house. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of mellow, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Floaty, dreamy, relaxing, sort of, ah, music. Yeah. All right. All right. So, out of all the musicians that you've either went on tour with or performed with and everything, who would you say are your rock star or even actor or actress friends? Like, you can call them, like, if you're in their town or when you are home, besides, you know, when you're home chilling with the dogs and stuff like that. Who would you say your friends are and do you, like, hang out with them? Rockstar friends? Yeah. Like you can call them and say you're in town. Like if you're like in Nashville, you pick up the phone and you call like Tony Harnell or something. Where, where are you based out of? I'm out of central New Jersey. Out of New Jersey. Oh my God, I know a ton of people in New Jersey. Okay. It's crazy how many rock stars come out of the woodworks in New Jersey. Right. We were at the Kiss Expo. Um, God, we had uh, Vinny Apice, we had um, Jean Bavois right. from the Plasmatics, he lives in Florida now, and uh, uh, the Twisted Sister guys came over, JJ and Eddie, right. um, Ace was there, I mean, it just, it depends, you know, it, even when you're in town somewhere, it's not necessarily the people who live there. But the people who are in town when you're in town. Right. Hey, do you know who's in town? Hey, a hailstorm's in town. It's like, really? <laughs> what are they doing here? You know, it's like, well, obviously they're on tour doing a show or doing some promotion for something. Right. Gotcha. And then we end up hooking up. So it's not really who lives there. It's just sort of who's in town. Copy. Gotcha. That makes any sense. Absolutely. Uh, so, what was your first concert? The first concert was Black Sabbath at the Long Beach Arena in California. Wow. Do you mind disclosing yeah. what year that was? It was 19, let me see, 1972 or 73. Sweet. Yeah, it was life-changing. Wow, that's incredible. What was your last concert that you went to? Um, this concert would be... Hagar in um, El Dorado, Arkansas. Wow. 
Wow, that's so like random, Arkansas of all places. I know, it was a festival, it was Brett Michaels. Right. Us. We went on first, so we got off first, so I get to watch the rest of the show. And it was Sammy Hagar and The Circle. And um, Cool. I saw The Circle. The Circle was incredible. They're just amazing musicians. Yeah, Vic Johnson and Michael Anthony. And oh, Michael Anthony's so badass. Yes, he got, he got stuck pretty bad. I, you know, I'm team Michael with the whole Van Halen thing, so... I think that's kind of messed up what happened to him. So, but, well, you know. never know what the future holds, right? All right? Well, exactly. It's all good. And I love Hot for Teacher, that damn drum solo at the beginning of that song. Incredible. You know, where he basically sounds like Harley Davidson. Absolutely. Speaking of Harley, I, you, I saw you decked out in Harley gear. Do you own a Harley? No, I don't. I would probably drive it right into a brick wall if I did. I'm really not good on the front of a motorcycle, although I love to ride on the back. That's my favorite. But riding the front, I'm just, I'm just clutch on, on working the gears on a motorcycle. Gotcha. But I love Harley gear, too, because um, it's just good quality stuff, and it's a good name. Right. An American name. Absolutely. All right. Now, um... What is next for Lita as far as in, do you have any up and coming tours that we can talk about or any, uh, a part two to your book, anything like that? My, my whole life is a part two, so I don't know if something might come out of that, but okay. um, we've got a lot of shows booked for next year. The year is filling up fast and we'll be touring the whole entire year. Sweet. Are you going to be touring with any particular band, or is it just you? Are you allowed to do There's a bunch of different artists we're playing with next year. Gotcha. A whole bunch. All right. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite venue that you've played? Because you've played worldwide. Is there, like, one specific that sits in your mind? You're like, wow. Or all of them are different. Well, they're all different, for sure. Right. You never know what the when you get to the next show, unless you've been to that certain venue a few times. Right. But, um, you know, I have my favorites. One of them is closed down now, which would be the place where I first saw, when I saw Black Sabbath in 1972. Right. That place was awesome. Did you ever, That's closed down. Did you ever perform it's there? there? It's like they maintain the place. Right. It's got a beautiful paint job on it, but nobody performs hard rock concerts there anymore. Hmm. I guess we have to make a call or two to make this happen again. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that again. But then Wembley is really cool in right. London. Awesome. Wembley badass. Wembley Arena. And um, let's see, maybe the Budokan in Tokyo, Japan. Wow, you're bringing up like big rooms that so many groups. Oh, yeah. Besides, yeah. The hall in Detroit. You know, there's just there's so many great places out there. Right. I saw Kiss at uh, Cobo Hall, the original one and the current one. So, nice. Yes. So with all the artists that you've collaborated with and haven't collaborated with and all the people have, you've met through the years, have you ever been starstruck? Uh, yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah, I don't, you know, all the time, almost every day, I'm starstruck when I meet these people. And you don't have to meet them 
for the first time, right. you know, you can meet them over and over and over again, and no matter how many times, there's certain people out there that just make you feel starstruck, and there's certain people out there that just make you feel like, oh my God, get this guy away from me, he's a real jackass, you know? <laughs> it's the same, it's just, uh, I think there's more stars out there. Nice. And they realize. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, I've only, uh, I've gotten a little starstruck. Uh, I got really nervous when I got to meet uh, Frank Zappa and Jack Nicholson at Gene oh Simmons' God, birthday. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I called Jack Frank and Frank Jack. And I got, yeah, I was like, um, Mr. Nicholson. And Frank's like, huh, I'm Frank. That's Jack. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You know? Exactly. You know, and then uh, Jack offered me a drink, and of course Gene hears that because it was at one of Gene Simmons's birthday parties, and Gene grabs me by the scruff of the neck, and he's like, "He's not drinking," and Jack's like, "He's old enough," and he's like, "He's not drinking," and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm talking." You told me to mingle, and he's like, "Yeah, but you're not drinking." I'm like, fine. So I didn't drink until like Gene that's walked away. Dad. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. And I actually, it's funny you say that because I do call him dad. So, <laughs> all right. So, all right. So we have the book that came out several years ago. You're working on a new CD and you're going to be collaborating with a bunch of people on your new album and going on tour with a bunch of different people. Nothing is like set in stone, like with who and when and everything like that. Uh, please give all the plugs you have, for example, how people can reach you, uh, all forms of social media. Is it actually you or do you actually have people that actually do it for you? Like, you know, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, is it actually you or is there someone that you say, hey, you know? Yeah, it's me and another guy that does it. So I have backup in case I can't get to it. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. so all of it is, do you mind giving all the ways of people contacting you or, you know? Oh, you sure, know? yeah. Go to leadafluidonline.com. agents listening to the show for various venues throughout the country and throughout the world. Um, what agency are you with if we want to get you to perform? Arm Entertainment. A-R-M Entertainment. And my agent is John Dabagal. Okay. So you guys and girls and everything in between heard it here from Lita, personally from her. A-R-M Entertainment. Everything in John Dabagal. Is his name? Yeah. Awesome. Well, like uh, I also wanted to say thank you to George because this was a long time coming. Because you know I was originally supposed to interview back in September when you played the Starland Ballroom in Sarahville, New Jersey, but you know something happened, whatever happened. But I'm glad we got the chance to talk today. Definitely. Uh, you know, I'll tell George. Yes, I can't thank you enough for making one of my dreams come true. Uh, 
Thanks, Sarah. It's really my pleasure. Thank you. Definitely nice. see you on the road. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Psycho Steve presents. <laughs> Psycho Steve on Hair Today Gone Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube. Get your merch at Zazzle.com backslash Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries, email us at psychostevepresents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve Presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises, LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on